This is the Kindy Rockstars Podcast, Season 4. Bringing you incredibly talented singers, artists, creators, and producers in the genre of children's music. I'm your host, Patrick Adams. Each episode will feature songs, albums, videos, or live performances, along with great stories from the artists themselves. Kindy Rockstar Season 4 is proud to be supported and sponsored by Waltmania Public Relations, serving the family entertainment community for more than 20 years. And now, on with the show. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Kindy Rockstars. I'm really excited to have with me today from New Zealand, Levity B. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey thanks, Patrick. Great to be here. Great to have you on. Um, I'm excited to have you on. I've, I've worked with you uh, on a song that was on one of my albums, Kindy's Do the 80s Volume 2 uh, with Kath yeah. B. And uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm really glad to have you on a guest, as a guest because I would love to for you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into making music for kids and all the great stuff that you do and uh, the artists that you work with down there. Sure. Well, shall I let you know how it all started? Absolutely. Origin stories. Great. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking it's probably when I was a kid um, from as early as I can remember until probably I was 10 or 11, I had an uncle, Uncle David, David Hollis, and he'd visit us for a couple of weeks each year and and stay with with our family. And he was kind of a um, bohemian hitchhiking around New Zealand musician, and um, he he lived quite a rugged life. And he he um, in lots of ways didn't take that great care of himself, but he took really great care of making really beautiful art and beautiful music and. Um, media for kids and he'd come he'd come over to our place and all the neighborhood kids would hear he was there and they'd all come around and hang out at our place he'd make up songs about whoever showed up and draw cartoons kind of like caricature of the kids and um yeah i'd say he he was an early inspiration for both um music for me and um and yeah um creative arts in general he he did sculpture and um, painting and there's cartoons and music and dance and yeah he was probably really the only adult in my early life that that did all those sort of things most um my parents and and their friends were you know, um caring people but not doing not doing wild stuff so he was he was very interesting and and um yeah and all the kids were really curious about david that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I have this creative part of me now that I didn't have when I was younger. Um, and I think I, I look at it as left brain versus right brain. He sounds like he is all right brain. Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> able to take whatever was around him and kind of turn it into art. And um, he did actually, he did get quite well known um, in various sort of artistic circles and even in TV for a while um, in New Zealand. But he was not a person who liked to be in any kind of um, like an 
a relationship where he was employed basically he didn't like yeah. to have a boss and he didn't he didn't want to have to do the same thing the next day that he did the day before um so he didn't last long but he made an impact pretty much wherever, wherever he went because he was pretty clever um and so yeah he really he ended up quite an outsider and and um in his later years he's passed away now and his later years was quite reclusive not not shut off from the world i could visit him and we'd have a laugh and we'd play some music and um he'd find out from me what was kind of going on but he he was just in his own world and and to the point where he'd actually created his own language that he wrote books in. so he had we've actually got the stack of books that nobody can read um in a language that he made up um and also uh, boxes of cassette tapes where he recorded songs in this language um and he never he never really entered the digital world he just held it at bay and he kept it all his old tech and uh, instead of like digital multi-tracking he'd just record something onto a cassette and then he'd play that while he recorded the next thing onto the, on another player on, onto another cassette and kind of do his own very lo-fi multi-tracking like that as he poked pencils into the gears of the cassette player to get different effects and um and things happening so yeah yeah that's um that's one of my inspirations very cool so when did that all translate for you and and you start uh creating music or how did you get into it so i was always into music and um, i played as a kid um not, not taking lessons or studying music but just playing with musical instruments that were around the house because although my parents didn't play they were they had a guitar and a ukulele and my mum had a violin rocking around and there was a xylophone and my sister actually did do lessons. So there's a clarinet and a piano accordion and electric keyboard and there was stuff there. And I just played with it and I never did lessons, but I enjoyed making sound and just experimenting by myself. So um, that was going on. And then um, as a teenager, me and my friends decided it was probably about time to be highly successful heavy metal artists. And um, yeah, so I started doing guitar lessons and um, learning how to rock out a bit. And um, yeah, then then only really, I could only cope with that for a few years. And my ears, I think, were like, they're kind of sensitive. And I realized I just liked acoustic sound and I liked the sound of nature. And I, I, I took off and I, I left all my band friends. And I just spent a lot of time traveling around New Zealand doing seasonal work. So um, pruning trees, picking fruit, all those jobs where you you move around a lot, and I'd always have an instrument with me, and um, and just taught myself um, taught myself how to play the guitar and how to play the mandolin, and um, yeah, yeah, went on like that for a while until eventually I met a um, an awesome person who's Gabby, who's my wife now, and we decided after a few years to have kids, and pretty much when when we were pregnant with the with our first child, I just thought it just came to me that I wanted to make a sequel to my uncle David's um, album that he made in 1980. He made a vinyl album called NZ Musical Animals and Things, and it was I think about eight or nine tracks, um, kids' music, but very um, very unique. Not you know I've already told you a bit about him. He didn't. He didn't pander to any sort of norms or ideas about how a thing should be. And so this album is just um, very, hmm, I don't know what to say about it apart from that I, I love it. And um, 
maybe maybe I could send you a, a link. It's on. It's actually on YouTube. Um, it's not streaming anywhere, but somebody I don't know who uploaded track by track. So um, yeah. Anyways, I think um, that would be I, great. I considering yeah, how yeah. how much of an impact he had on you let's let's, mm. let's get people to to know him and uh, yeah, check, yeah. check out his his work yeah yeah that'd be great um so so yeah as we were um, pregnant with our first child who um is 17 now i thought oh, i'd like to make a sequel to that the album um that david made so i picked uh, i think 10 uh native animals or yeah native animals from new zealand and wrote songs about those. And the first one I wrote after I wrote and recorded it. So, so that was also when I first started producing audio because I decided I wanted to record it and put it out into the world. And the first song was called Little Blue. And just after I finished producing it, um, I found out there was a thing called the APRA New Zealand Children's Song of the Year. And so I entered that because I was already an, already an APRA member. Um, it's like the performing arts, um, performing artists, uh, musicians. Hmm. You've got them in the states. Do you, what are they? What is it called in the states? You've got a couple of options that they represent you legally. Oh, well, they make sure we that, have a ASCAP. ASCAP, ASCAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that, and they they put on different events and different competitions and different things that promote and support musicians in New Zealand. So I entered that competition with this first song that I'd written. And the first production I'd made, and I ended up winning it. So I was feeling pretty um, happy about that and pretty encouraged. And I think that that situation um, set my trajectory for for the next seventeen years. And here I am. Very cool. And how did you come up with the name Levity Beat? So I was I was working with two other musicians, and we were doing what we called interactive musical storytelling um, and traveling around New Zealand schools. Um, uh, primary schools, I think you call them elementary schools, mm -hmm. um, and also early childhood kindergarten centers. And we were doing um, a show which was probably half improvised and half structured, and it, it changed depending on who the audience was and what they came up with. Um, and we had music going on um, and movement and storytelling. And um, so I first chose it as kind of a performance name. Because before that, well, I'm still actually, I've got a couple of names that very few people call me Nick or Nicholas Hollis, like my uncle David Hollis. Um, but most people call me Levity Beat, which I chose because levity is um, uplifting or fun or humorous, or some dictionaries actually say frivolous, but I'm not thinking of it in those terms. And beat is spelt B-E-E-T, like the vegetables. So <laughs> the idea there was to balance it out. I didn't just want to be a, a kind of a, a floating off the planet um, funny guy wanted to be grounded in something really earthy so yeah I'm levity beat <laughs> and I think I was actually reading um, Jitterbug Perfume at the time too I don't know if you've read that um, but there's a whole lot of uh, magical stuff happening with beet pollen in there and yeah that's another story <laughs> <laughs> all right well this fascinating uh, origin story um, yeah, I look forward <laughs> to uh to sharing um, your your inspirations work and uh, today we have a song feature, so we're going to be talking yeah. about the song "The Shivers." So tell us a right. little bit about this song. So um, the idea from this 
came, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, Milo, and she's a videographer. And we wanted to do a, a project together where I do the music and she does the video. Um, and we were talking about the idea that um, when we were kids and still today, I know my kids and um, yeah, probably kids all over. We, we played this game called Spotlight. Maybe you call it something different or maybe you call it Spotlight. But it's basically when it gets dark, you get torches and you go outside and you creep up on each other and you try and you just stalk each other and give each other frights. And it's very <laughs> exciting. Maybe there's like a base that you've got to try and get back to without somebody spotlighting you. Um, so sometimes you've got a torch, sometimes you've got no torch. And it's it's kind of um, a little bit spooky and you get kind of scared, but you have a lot of fun and laugh. And, and it's one of the most just popular things for kids, I think, because it means staying up past your usual bedtime. So there's a kind of an element of um, it being kind of special in, in some way. Yeah, and we were talking about how um, that, just that feeling of sort of um, a curious fear um, and uh, an excitement and a surprise and all that kind of feeling that, that kids actually really like um, would be a good thing to um, kind of focus a song on. So um, also, also um, I suppose the shivers, that the way I wrote it, it could be um, conceived as a Halloween song because it's about a bunch of kids that are getting together and gathering all these props and costumes and things and going out to play the shivers or to to get the shivers so it could be like getting ready for trick or treat but i think it's a bit more a bit a bit less specific than that but works really well um as a halloween song yeah and i chose a um kind of a it's got a sort of a balkan dance pop um instrumental chorus and it's actually got all my neighborhood kids there's about half a dozen of them I got them in the studio and I got them to do the vocals for me. It's it's um, sort of whispered and spoken um, mostly. And then the, the chorus part and, and the bridge part is sung mostly by one um, kid, Maggie Quinn. She's a, a music student of mine who I've known since she was about five. And I think she's 12 or 13 now. And she's developing as a quite incredible vocalist. So um, I'm very lucky to have Maggie uh, feature on the shivers and also a lot of my other um, recent productions yeah this this song is um i i really quite liked it um it it, it was different um but it was super catchy and yeah the, the vocals were great the production was great um and and you definitely That's... even if it wasn't meant to be a halloween song i think you can yeah. crank this one out every halloween and it'll yeah get right in <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to play that song for everyone right now. Here it is. The Shivers by Levity B. I got the snake. I got the spider. I got the web. I boom a rider. I got the bats. I got the teeth. I got the mask. I got the beast. We've got the cackle. We've got the night. We've got the guts. We give a
That was the shivers. All right. So levity beat. Um, I know you also do some other work musically, uh, production work, things like that. So before we tell everybody where they can find stream and download that song, uh, tell us a little bit about that other work. Yeah. So I've been doing um, production work for a lot of different artists, um, mostly kids music um, artists that are producing for kids, but also a few more kind of adult audience oriented projects and also um in the last couple of years i've been working on a 14 track album and each track is a collaboration with a different new zealand um kids music writer so i've been launching that since uh for the last couple of months and there's two every two weeks pretty much there's a, a track being released um, right up until February next year. So I've got yeah, a lot of material coming out and I'm pretty proud of it because um, each one's quite different and has a really strong flavor of its own because of there being a completely different musician um, in there with me um, on each track. Yeah, so that's been that's been quite an exciting project for me. Very nice. And those are going to be going out on Spotify and... Uh, things yeah, like that. they're on all your favorite platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, um, YouTube, and yeah, yep, iTunes, and yep, all over. Excellent. All right, everyone, get out there and subscribe or follow Levity Beat uh, for for new music for for the next several months. It sounds like. Yeah, right through to I'd say February or March next year because I've got a few more just um, sort of last minute collaborations that have um, popped up so yeah actually the other thing um you might be interested in is um that i've been making a lot of musical instruments kind of inventing things or remaking um things that you might be familiar with but using strange um often recycled or or rubbish um stuff that's thrown away to to create new instruments and um on my youtube channel there's a little bit of um video showing that and over the next six months, I'll be um, posting quite a lot more on there, um, showing the, the process of um, making a song. So I'll be showing um, what I do in a digital audio workstation, but also in my workshop where I'm making instruments that will be in the song. And um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's starting off um, at the moment. Um, just before I was talking to you today, I was trying to make the world's most annoying and largest kazoo because the <laughs> song that I'll be using as the um, production for this um, series that I was just talking about has a very annoying character. So this character needs a, a very annoying voice. And I don't know if I'm doing a good job of selling this one. It's, it's also going to sound <laughs> pretty funky, dancey and fun and annoying. <laughs> there you go. You, you've got the right combination now. I think. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. So um, we, the shivers I'm sure is available out there on all of the regular streaming platforms. Yes, um, it is, and actually, it'll have a um a, a music video later or early next year that'll be put out um for the shivers. My friend Milo's making that 
Um, and yeah, that'll be really exciting. She's a great videographer. Um, so look out for that too. That'll be on my YouTube. Awesome. All right. Well, let everybody know what, where can they find you on YouTube and how can they find and connect yeah. with you otherwise? So Levity Beat is my name on YouTube. And um, it's so at Levity Beat, no gap between the two words. And um, other than that, yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram, Levity Beat, on Facebook, Levity Beat Music, um, Spotify, or um, or Apple Music. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Levity Beat, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure. Talk I wish you. you best of luck with this project and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thanks very much, Patrick. Great to talk. Thanks.